I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 201. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Merry Christmas! The Advent season has culminated to this day. This day that we celebrate God's one and only Son come to earth, Emmanuel, God with us. I love that the season of Advent is a season of waiting, of expectation, of waiting for God's promised Messiah. The cry of our song this week by Meredith Andrews is, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And perhaps you may wonder why I would choose this song for the celebration day, for the the day when we say, yes, he has come. Well, I chose it because while he has come, he is coming again. And the anticipation we have felt all month leading up to the birthday of Jesus, we need to retain that in our spirits as we eagerly await his second return. Come thou long expected Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins This traditional Christmas hymn was originally written by Charles Wesley in 1744, and he was looking around at the state of the world around him and also published this prayer. Born your people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, now your gracious kingdom bring. By your own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By your all-sufficient merit, raise us to your glorious throne. Amen. Now, the double nature of Advent is reflected in our song this week when we remember that Christ's first coming and even while praying for his return. And there were a couple of people specifically mentioned in Scripture that I want to highlight this week as we once again read the Christmas story. Now, I chose them because they were expecting Jesus. They were faithful. They represent both men and women. And they didn't keep the news of Christ to themselves. And they weren't alone. So we read about Simeon and Anna in Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to go ahead and read it once because I just want to give us that full context of what I, and then we're going to unpack it as make some observations as we go along. Okay. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, 
they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, now they is, is Mary and Joseph and him is baby Jesus. Okay. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, though, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So that's found in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. Now, in an article from Ligonier Ministries, we read that Jews of the first century AD followed a number of customs when a baby was born. So according to Leviticus chapter 12, the mother of a male baby had to go through a time of purification that lasted 40 days. And then at the end of that period, she had to bring a burnt offering and a sin offering. Okay, so ordinarily, the burnt offering had to be a lamb, while the sin offering was a pigeon or a turtle dove. And those who were poor and could not afford a lamb were permitted to offer one of these birds for the burnt offering and one for the sin offering. And so in the case of a firstborn child, the baby was consecrated to the Lord. So Jesus was a firstborn child. His mother had gone through a period of purification, and she and her husband were bringing the baby for this time of offering to the temple. And so in the case of a firstborn child, the baby was consecrated to the Lord, and it was an act that involved visiting the sanctuary, paying a fee of five shekels to the priesthood to buy a non-Levite child back from a life of temple service. So the fact that Joseph and Mary brought the baby and followed the law meant that it was important to them to obey the laws of God. So you get kind of a sense that this was a devout couple. This is the setting in which we meet meet Simeon and Anna. So this is what's going on historically speaking. This is, or culturally speaking, this is what's happening. His parents were obeying the law and bringing him to the temple. Now, Simeon was expecting Jesus because the Holy Spirit had promised that he would live to see the Messiah. And it is, he is also described as waiting for the consolation of Israel. And I love that because we've been talking about waiting and expecting and all of these ideas during this Advent season. And so Simeon's this beautiful picture of what we've kind of been talking over the last four weeks anyway. And in that same article that I mentioned from Ligonier Ministries, they describe the Israelites as a people in desperate need of consolation and comfort. 
the kind of permanent comfort that could come only when the son of David would arrive to guard them and to provide for the forgiveness of their sin. So this is what Simeon is expecting. He's waiting for the consolation of Israel. He's expectant. He's been told by the Holy Spirit that he will see the Christ. And um, he's also described as being righteous and devout. And the Holy Spirit was on him. Now, this is a gift that is bestowed upon us already, the Holy Spirit. Those of us who believe in Christ receive the Holy Spirit. But this was prior to Christ walking on earth, him um, dying, rising from the dead, going up into heaven, and then leaving the gift of the Holy Spirit for us. So, But this is the same Holy Spirit. And this gift was bestowed upon this man. And we have that same gift. But my question to us is, are we expectant? Are we willing to live a long life of righteousness and devotion to God? Because we too have been told that the Christ is, is coming, and are we living in that kind of expectation? Um, my grandfather, I called him my papa. He lived his life expecting that Jesus would return in his lifetime, and I, um, I guess I've probably had moments where I've thought, "Wow, did he misunderstand the Lord?" Or you know, because he just lived with this great expectation. He fully believed that Christ would return in his lifetime. And he's really passed that expectation on to me. And I pray that I have passed it on to my children. And I don't think that he expected in vain. I think that is the life that the Holy Spirit has called us to live in great expectation for the return of Christ. Because Jesus will come to earth a second time. And so our, my question to all of us is, are we expecting him? Now, Anna wasn't specifically described as expecting him, uh, you know, using those same words, but she was described as being advanced in years. Her devotion to God was seen by her activity at the temple. Um, It described her as having a life devoted to worship and fasting and prayer. So the implication is that she knew what she saw when she saw it, you know, so she must have been expecting a savior. You don't walk in and go, oh, what a pleasant surprise. You know, she just like walked in, saw what was happening and was like, yep, I know exactly what's happening here because she also had a heart of expectation. Come thou long expected Jesus. Now, both Simeon and Anna were faithful, so they were expectant. But they were also faithful. We've talked about it a little bit. But their lives were marked by their devotion, enough to actually be mentioned in Scripture. And the thing that stuck out for me is that they they were faithful over time. So they were both described as either old or advanced in years at the end of their lives. And this shows faithfulness over a lifetime. And I want to be found expecting Jesus, you know, truly believing that he will return in my lifetime, like I said. And I want to be devoted to living a righteous life before him. I want to find myself among believers worshiping at church. I want my life to be marked by worship and fasting and prayer and full of the Holy Spirit. Come thou long expected Jesus. All right. Now, both Simeon and Anna were mentioned um, by name and by gender, right? So it's distinctive that both a man and a woman prophesied over the Christ. And as you read the New Testament, you will see that we are all one in Christ. In Galatians 3, it says, For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. 
For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And so it might be for another study for another day, but from the first days of his time on earth, Christ changed the game for women, and this was no exception. Come thou long expected Jesus. Now, the next thing that jumped out at me was that they did not keep the news to themselves. This is a recurring theme in scripture, isn't it? When people experience Jesus, they can't help but tell other people. So Simeon spoke a public prophecy that was obviously for the baby's parents, but um, Anna experienced it as well. She kind of walked in on this scene and overheard it. And Anna, as soon as she realized what was happening, exclaimed it to anyone who would listen, scripture says. And so, oh, that I would not hold back, you know, that I would make it a practice of my life to share my Jesus moments with others. And I know that it can seem awkward at times, but I think it also matters who you surround yourself with, which leads us to my final observation, which is Simeon and Anna were not alone. It says specifically, coming up at that very hour, she, meaning Anna, began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So don't miss that. To all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna and Simeon were mentioned by name, but they weren't alone. There was a group who were waiting for Jesus. They made it their practice to be in the temple, the place where those who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem gathered. So at the end of this Advent season, and as I consider that dual nature of our song, and I turn my eyes from the first coming of Christ to his next coming, I want to learn from Simeon and Anna. I want to be expecting Jesus, even if it means a long life waiting for his return. I don't want to ever waver in my expectation of him. I don't want to get distracted or flaky in my walk with him. I want to be faithful. I want to stand strong in my faith despite the knocks that life brings me. I mean, Anna is described as being married for seven years and then being a widow for the rest of her life. I mean, that in itself brings difficulty. I want to be devoted, meaning I want to spend my time in acts of devotion. I I want to, I'm going to stay in God's word. I will worship. I will pray. I will fast. I will spend time in the house of the Lord. And like Anna and Simeon, I know that my gender will not limit how God chooses to weave me into his story. And then I want to make it my practice to proclaim Christ to others. When someone asks how I'm doing, to be so filled with expectation for him that I can't help but talk about Jesus. Not so that I come off as unrealistic or so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good, but because he so fills me that I can't help but spill it out on others. And it's easier to do that when I make it my practice to assemble with other believers who are also anticipating his return. We are not alone. We may be few. It's becoming more and more apparent that we are few. And we may be few, but we are not alone. Come, thou long expected Jesus. You draw the hearts of shepherds. You draw the hearts of kings. Even as a baby, you were changing everything. You called me to your kingdom before your lips could speak. And even as a baby, you were reaching out for me. 
long-expected Jesus. So what's next? Well, once again, we'll pick up the Christmas story, read Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2, and then follow the Bible interaction tool exercise pattern, the bite pattern. I didn't specifically unpack it today, but I followed it of observing, reflecting, and responding. That's kind of the pattern that we followed today uh, on this episode. And so when you meet Simeon and Anna, learn from their expectation and their devotion. Ask the Father to plant a seed of expectation in your heart that will only grow all the days you follow him. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellenizat or Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. We can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast, but more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. And when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. I also want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Robin from Kansas and Elisha from Georgia. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying Thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes or Stitcher Radio while you're there. Would you leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. As always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using All Glory Be to Christ by King's Kaleidoscope to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellenizat.com forward slash 201. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.